0: There's a new probe that has uncovered a global spyware network that has been targeting hundreds of journalists and politicians. And for more on that story, let's welcome in cybersecurity expert David Shipley joins us now here on 640 Toronto. David, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon.
0: All right, what do we know about this uh, spy network and who they were uh, targeting? Uh, sounds like it was a pretty big operation.
1: So we've known about the NSO group for a number of years. And in fact, Toronto's own Citizen Labs has done a phenomenal job of reporting back on this shadowy group. So this is a private sector company that uh, makes software for breaking into um, smartphones, IT accounts, and other things, um, sells it nominally to intelligence agencies, law enforcement, but sells to some ethically questionable regimes, including the, um, the Saudi regime. And so it's rumored that uh, this software has been used in things like the Jamal uh, Khashoggi death, Um, And now, with this massive journalism project, we've now been able to see who 51,000-some targets in government, business, and journalists included, who have been the target of this spying software.
0: Do we know why uh, journalists were amongst the targets here?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, first of all, um, governments want to know who's leaking stuff to journalists. Um, so they want to track down all the leaks inside their organizations. Um, obviously, depending on the nature of the uh, the government or regime, as the case may be, um, they may not like what journalists have to say, or they may be uncovering uh, important stories and truths that some people would prefer not to uh, not see happen. I mean, this even happens without using NSO software. We we have a somewhat of a large scandal in the United States about the uh, Department of Justice under Trump using um, orders to companies like Microsoft and Proofpoint trying to reveal journalist sources.
0: Okay, whether it was journalists, politicians, business leaders, uh, how was this noticed? How was this all uncovered, David?
1: Well, so the uh, the reporting, the, the ironic part about all this is the NSO group itself had a, a leak of data. And so this has now been handed over to uh, journalists to, to pour through and figure out... Um, yeah, more about Pegasus software. And probably the most interesting thing from the analysis so far of the data that these uh, these reporters and uh, and uh, NGOs have got a hold of is the fact that they've been able to continuously develop software where you can just send a message to someone with the latest iPhone fully patched and potentially be able to take uh, control of it.
0: All right, so this does have obviously some uh, major, major implications when it comes to things like security.
1: It, Absolutely. And, and, and the conversations that need to happen at the government level is around um, the development, export, and sale of this kind of software. Um, is it appropriate that this stuff is being built and sold internationally and is a multi-billion dollar business? Um, probably not. Um, you know, these are, for lack of a better analogy, digital weapons. And these are the new arms dealers. And the consequences are just as tragic as real weapons.
0: Well, let's talk about consequences, because now that this has been uncovered, do we know who is responsible? Will there be any uh, consequences?
1: Well, we've we've known about the NSO group and um, the activities operating from this Israeli-based company for years. Um, And the question becomes, um, how awkward is this going to get for Israel as a country? Um, And... How is it going to get for their um, private equity firms that have been bankrolling them as well? Um, and what consequences might they face? Um, and what what laws may have been broken um, around this? I mean, this will probably take months, if not years, to fully unfold, but this is this generation's Pentagon Papers, right? This is, you know, a wake-up call that I hope gets the same level of attention as those scandals decades, of gold, decades ago got. But I... I'm worried it just becomes a, a one-week headline in the deluge that we live in right now with the pandemic and other cyber bad news where people don't realize just how huge this was. When when journalists are targeted, when when the truth and, and those who are trying to get the story out um, themselves are unsafe, we're all unsafe.
0: Also uh, wondering just how safe all of our phones are, uh, David, and is this a wake-up call really for uh, all of us, people that are uh, listening uh, right now? I mean, you walk around with this phone pretty much uh, 24-7. There's uh, so much uh, information uh, about you uh, stored on uh, your phone, a lot of uh, you know personal photos, other uh, sorts of uh, information. Just how impenetrable is the average person's phone?
1: Well, not very. Um, I mean, the iPhone and Apple are probably the best at sort of keeping their stuff patched and secure and private to the fullest extent possible. And, you know, they have uh, they have a pretty serious vulnerability now that they're going to have to learn and, and update and try and patch. But all software, all phones are made by humans. Humans are flawed. Those flaws are reflected in the software we create, and there will always be holes in them. There's no such thing as perfect security. And so for for folks, you have to look at your risk model. And if you're a journalist, the best thing that you may want to look at for sensitive things is uh, a non-smartphone burner phone. Um, it may sound super paranoid, but um, none of this stuff is secure enough to trust in its own. And you have to kind of build your own operational security. And again, it depends on the risk that you, you're in. If you're a if you're a politician or a journalist or an activist while this is laid bare, the odds of you being targeted or a business leader are pretty high. And so you can't just count on keeping your phone patched to be safe. Be careful who you give your phone number, your email address to, because that may be the only thing someone needs to hijack your phone.
0: Yeah, and there are always, as this story approves, people that are working and working pretty hard to try to break into your phone and plenty of others. David, thanks as always. Really appreciate the time.
1: You're always welcome.
0: You too. Cybersecurity expert David Shipley with us.